Hey there, Kimberly Olson here, also known as the Gold Digger Girl. I'm a best-selling author, self-made millionaire, top recruiter, network marketing coach, and branding ninja on a mission to inspire you to get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. Join us as we dive into the action-oriented strategies that are going to allow you to scale your online business and create simple systems that duplicate. Let's get started. Hey Gold Digger, Kimberly here, and I'm excited to have you back on for another episode. We get to talk to Christina Whiteley all about crushing your business through confidence and being your authentic self. Couldn't imagine somebody who's more authentic. She's actually the reason why I decided to pivot my business. We were in a coaching program together and got to know each other pretty well and just were like, you know, two kids in a sandbox, like just magnetized to each other. We have a lot in common. And she was kind of at a cost, you know, a decision for her own company that she was in. So she had left and I was still where I was, but I had decided to take a break. So I had about a six month break and I would reach out to her and be like, how's it going? Are you glad that you left? You know, it was it the right choice. So it was, it was really cool to, um, you know, be able to have someone to go to and, and mentor under. And Honestly, out of all the people I work with, I mean, she is a boss when it comes to leading a team and just being really committed and invested. She's she's amazing. And she has awesome work-life balance. Like she's always with her daughter and her husband and it's really cool. But first, we have a listener reveal. Review. This one's from my, uh, Mike Joanna too. So she's so real. She makes everything so clear and easy to follow. She provides the incentive to tackle many challenges and the confidence to achieve them. Love working and listening to her. With her advice, I feel I can. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And also, um, make sure when you're listening that you take a screenshot of this episode, throw it in your stories, and tag me at the Gold Digger Girl. Christina's is the Christina Whiteley on Instagram. Give us a tag, and we will give you a shout out. All right, it's time to listen in on our interview together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Get Lit, where we crush your business in less than well, not less than 10 minutes because we're having a conversation today, but we crush your business when we are able to connect with rock stars like Christina Whiteley. So I'm so excited to have her on. She is a multiple six-figure earner in our industry, total legend, total rock star. She is leading the way when it comes to thought change and innovation and what better time to have this conversation. So Christina, thank you for being on. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Kimberly. I, it's such a blessing to know you, to be able to work with you. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not been that long since we've been able to connect and like actually get to know each other. And I just feel that the universe is at work and that people bring the right people into your life at the right time. And I'm just, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're so sweet. I totally agree with you. And we were one of those, if you guys have had that before where you meet someone and you're just like magnetized because <laughs> we were in a, we were in a, a mastermind together and you were sitting in front of me and you got up to speak because everyone introduced themselves and talked about what was going on. And I was like, I need to know her. Like she's my new best friend. Like it was the weirdest thing, but luckily you responded because we, we hit it off right away. So if we you, besties. Yes. So if you guys uh, are hopping on, why don't you let us know where you're tuning in from city, state, province, country. I'm here in Austin, Texas. Christina, where are you at? I am up on the West coast of Canada on Vancouver Island. Awesome. So I see a, a Heather is on here. She's from Canada, which is fun. And then I also want to know if you've never seen Christina live or seen her on social media and you're new to meeting Christina, put new in the comments so she can connect with you later and say hello and feel free to follow her page. You can see her name's right on the screen so you can easily find her. So I thought it would be really cool to bring you on today because my audience 
is really at a, a place right now where they're trying to figure this whole thing out. You know, all the fear is coming up. Even some of that stuff they've worked so hard on as far as overcoming limiting beliefs, you know, having an awesome mindset and they're struggling with, you know, uncertainty, anxiety, you know, themselves, loved ones, people losing jobs and just all the things that we're up against. And I thought it would be so great to have a conversation with you because I feel like, because you're obviously a mentor of mine and I feel like we never even skipped a beat when all of this happened. We were, we were conscious of it and we were sympathetic and we were able to put our, round, our arms around people who are struggling, but you never skipped a beat, even with the way that you're leading. So can we start with letting them know a little bit about you? Cause you've been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background, what got you into entrepreneurship, and then we can talk about present day. Oh, I'm really excited about this conversation because I feel like it's one that needs to be had. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you again for having me. Um, I am 36. I'm a mom. I have two fur babies. I live on 10 acres uh, on like a little hobby farm. By the way, we have no idea how to farm. We just Google everything and figure it out as we go. Awesome. <laughs> That's legit what we do. But it was always our dream to grow our own food and have property and be out in the country. And we just, we, we're outdoors people. So we love it. Um, and so four years ago, I was a hairstylist. I own my own salon and on-site wedding business. I was busy. I made great money as a hairstylist, but I didn't have time freedom. I was working evenings and weekends. And I also, in my business and in the industry, the cost of doing business kept going up and up and up. And we kept making less money, mm -hmm. less money that we couldn't pass on to the customer because they're coming to see us. Like I had a home-based salon and I'm like, I can't charge people $300 at a home-based salon for a cut and highlights, right? Like right. it was really hard to justify, but yet I was making less and less money. So I realized my husband and I have always been firm believers of multiple streams of income. We had rental income. He was working. I was working. We always like found a way. It, it just kind of, that's just, we're serial entrepreneurs. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so I, I, and again, I didn't have any business experience. Like guys, I didn't go to university for business. Like you're sitting here with two degrees. I'm the opposite of that. I am like a small town girl. I dropped out of university. I, um, I'm a stay at home mom. Like I don't have any of the accreditation, but what I do have is drive and discipline and hard work ethic. Like those wow. are the things that I have. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> so you work with what you got. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it just, I, I, I kind of found this a couple of years ago, like this online thing. And I, I dismissed it for a couple of years. I said no, because I didn't think I was smart enough. I didn't think I didn't have any background. I think I got a C minus in computer science when I went to university because I did didn't go. And uh, I just like I, I didn't like think I was smart enough to like figure it out. I, I've never been like a, a, a school person. I always did well in high school. But as soon as I was in university, I'm like, this is not my thing. I'm a hands on learner. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sit in a classroom learner. So I, you know, when I found this online stuff, I was like, I, first of all, I didn't believe that people were actually making money doing oh, it. Oh, I didn't like, either. Because it was, you, it was so flashy. I was like, how are they making millions? Like, I don't get Like, it. there's no way that they're doing no. that. I'm working my butt off. Okay, <laughs> there's no way, right? So I dismissed it first. And then I was skeptical. And then I went through the make fun of it stage. Because that's what we do when we're uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. Putting ourselves out there. And, like, we, we make fun of things to talk ourselves out of it. Yeah. Right. So we put it down so that we don't have to continue on that path and we don't have to grow and step up into that, into that role. Mm -hmm. And I did that for two years. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm not willing to give up seeing my daughter to sleep at night and oh. reading her a story. I'm not willing to give up camping trips on the weekends or trips to the beach or the times that you should be making memories with your family. Those were way more important to me than a paycheck. So I've shifted everything. And I called up that person that I made fun of. 
And I said, can you teach me how to do this? I'm really sorry. I've like ignored your messages for two years. And like, you know, I have pleasantries, of course, right. but like, I did, I always said no. I always said no. Right. But I was like, no, I'm, I'm kind of open. So can you tell me what you're doing? And she did. And, and when I realized what I had my hands on, because for those two years that I said no, I didn't realize what I was saying no to. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the opportunity that I was saying no to. I didn't realize the industry, the business. I just thought I was like saying no to a uh, at home, like mom job that I'd make a couple hundred dollars a month at. Mm -hmm. And like, to me, the mo I, did, I wasn't motivated to do that. Mm -hmm. But when I realized, Hey, this is like a viable option for residual income that could absolutely shift the course of your life. I was all in. I was like, you tell me what to do and I will do it. I'm super coachable. I'll listen to everything that you say. I'll apply it and I'll learn and I'll teach it to others. And so that's what I've done over the past four years and been really blessed to, you know, be able to leave our house in the city and buy our dream property, pay off our debt and be at home as a family. Like it just, it was the answer to our prayers. The very thing that I was scared to do. And the very thing that I made fun of was the thing that saved us. Oh, and I am forever I grateful. I'm forever grateful. So that's how I ended up here. <laughs> that is amazing. And that's, you know, for the things that you're most fearful of, maybe it's going live or reaching out to that someone on your chicken list, that's actually a clue that that's what you need to do. That's your next step forward. And also how many of you have had someone say no to you and you're like, oh, they're not interested. They're not interested. And you stop following up. And so your person kept checking in. What would you do to have a Christina Whiteley on your team two years later, but she's made that her upline plenty of money and has been able to help someone find the life of her dreams and impact thousands of people. So just a reminder, and I, I said no eight times and I was a strong no, I was like, stop messaging me. And um, finally I, I was ready. I was open. My back was against yeah. the wall and I'm like, I'm out of options here. I need to change, change my life, my family. And like you, I'm in the health and wellness industry. We had events all the week, every weekend, several nights a week. I wouldn't see my kids at all. Didn't even get to put them to bed. And so, you know, Izzy's the same age as Elise, so I totally get it. So now I know it hasn't been all peachy keen and roses and flowers, but I saw, I was reading your bio and not everyone knows your, your whole background, but you talked a little bit about being bullet, bullied as a child. And I went through that, not so bad, like where I know other kids have, but definitely left out a lot, like purposely left out. So that's why I think I'm such an includer, you know, I'm like, everyone yeah, yeah. wants to be a part of it, but we know in as grown women, there's a lot of that goes on. So why is that such a, a, a point of like fire for you? And what has that looked like as an entrepreneur, especially in the online marketing? What have you experienced with that? And what would you say to people who may be going through that? Because for us, we get stronger with that stuff. We get like, we want to be a voice, but I think there's a lot of girls that aren't as confident and kind of go inward with it and sort of shrink in fear. Tell us a little bit about why that's like fires you up and why you're so passionate about being against, you know, hating and, and by bullying and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, um, my, my, my upbringing and like, I, you know, it wasn't the worst, but it wasn't the best uh, mm -hmm. at school. And I was bullied from about grade four until grade 12, oh my like gosh. all the, all the way through. And, that, and, and it was one of those things that I'm very grateful. I had a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. that supported me and loved me through all of that and told me that I was awesome. And like, I, I don't, I literally don't think that I would be here if I didn't have a stay at home mom that cared like that. Wow. I don't think, you know, and so now you think about what life looks like for our kids on social media where people are being bullied all the time and they don't have a safe place to go home because it's following them through their social media accounts, through text, through this, through that. I am so passionate about crushing this bullying because as parents, as adults, because you and I both experienced this in our business with grown 
women. Yeah. I'm so passionate about eradicating bullying because we're the ones that set the example for our kids. Mm -hmm. If we don't behave in a way that is making our kids' lives better and the, and the lives of the other kids around them, then you're not doing your job as a parent. I'm just going to be super blunt no, because totally. I, I really don't think that it's okay to behave in a way that your kids are going to see you hurting other people. And then all of a sudden they're hurting other people and you start the vicious cycle. And, and granted, I have to say that this is a cycle and it can mm -hmm. be generational. It can be generational that this has happened in the family and, and people bully people. And like, the, I I've seen it. I've seen people's personalities that way. And, and it's something that you need to take absolute ownership for in your life. I worked in a salon for years and years and years after being bullied and going through what I went through there. I worked in a salon and the negativity and the gossip and the BS that happened there tore my soul and in half, you know, I am, I'm a, I'm a type red, uh, like a red, I'm a type a, I'm a go, 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 but I'm also, an, right. Yeah. But I'm also an empath. So when that stuff happens around me, I had to learn tools not to let it affect me. And the reason I'm talking about this, not only for bullying, but also for the current circumstance is I worked on my mindset to make it so rock solid oh, that, that nothing is going to get to me. And and you know what? I do have my days. There are moments that I cry. There are moments that I'm so angry and I want to yell and scream and get it all out. But I've learned tools and tricks and tips through personal development, through reading, through meditation, through counseling. You know, if you're going to be somebody that that makes a massive impact and is out there in the world, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, you're going to have haters. You're going to yeah. have people that bully you. They're, you're going to have people that um, that hate you for the decisions that you make for yourself and for your family, which is ludicrous. Right. But what I want to tell you is that nobody's actions are because of you. Oh, nobody's actions are because of you. Mm -hmm. And what they say is not because of you. People's actions are a direct reflection of themselves. Yep. It's their projection into the world. So when you're dealing with bullies and haters and all that kind of stuff, that's their projection into the world. Often we don't see that because we attract a tribe of women that believe in abundance and, and collaboration and working together. So often that doesn't happen in our realm. But sometimes when you up level and you make decisions for yourself and for your family, other people are not happy because they're not, they're scared and they'll make fun of you. Just like I made fun of this business. They'll make fun of you because they're uncomfortable and too uncomfortable to make the same move or have the courage to make the same move or do the same thing as you. Maybe that's a live video. Maybe that's a podcast. Maybe that is writing a book or, or public speaking. Maybe, maybe that's a simple as like starting to reach out and prospecting people, right? Like you worry about what you're going to get back. But once you understand this concept and you resonate in who you are and that you're here to actually truly help people, that is your mission behind it. Nobody can shake that foundation. Mm -hmm. Nobody can say you're wrong or, or you're a terrible person because you're trying to pitch your business and blah, blah, blah. Like all of that is a projection of them. And so if I can just like let you learn that one lesson today, it'll help you get through the hard times. It'll help you get through the times that you have roadblocks and people are haters. And, and, and I think that the more you focus on you and your mission and being the best version of yourself, because I make mistakes. I made a mistake a couple of weeks ago and Thank I gave you. too much detail in a live video because I was trying to teach a lesson and I hurt somebody in that live video unintentionally. And I told the truth and the truth hurt them. Mm -hmm. And 
I felt bad, even though it was my truth, I still felt bad. And I learned something from that. You can teach lessons without being super specific. Right. You, you know, there's so, so as long as if there's something that happens that you make a mistake, because you will make a mistake, mm -hmm. just know that if you take that and turn it into a lesson, give yourself some grace and don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. And I think too, it's so interesting because social media is so visible and so public that when you do make a mistake, because we're all growing and I would rather people take massive action and perfect action and mess up, which you see me do frequently. But I think it's so interesting because people are so quick to judge. And I think we have to remember that we're all just really honestly, at the end of the day, trying to do what's best for our families and ourselves. That's all I'm trying to do is be a great mom, you know, provide a great income for our family and impact other people. I'm going to make mistakes because I'm taking so much action. And so even if you're not actively bullying or, or, you know, uh, commission shipping, you know, having those commission ship friendships or say someone wants to leave and go to a different company or whatever, even if you're not the one per se crucifying that person by participating you in association are it's just like someone watching a kid being bullied in high school and they don't notify someone or stick up for that person and you might say but i'm not strong enough to do that there's always something we can do even if you can reach out to that person to say hey you know i just want you to know i'm thinking about you um i don't like what i'm seeing even if you're not strong enough to be vocal like we are but the other thing is too what's really helped me christina because I've gone through uh, a pretty much, you know, I'm, now I can bounce back really quick, but I went through some stuff this year and it was so helpful for me to, to have you to go to, um, you know, Marina's obviously a mentor to me as well to say, Hey, I'm going through this right now. And you were able to say, it's not true. You were able to like, cause you get in your mind and you're just like thinking it's real. You're like, Oh my God. And you put it, girl. right? Yeah. yeah. Horrible person. And you're like, Nope, it's not real. You had good intentions. And if there is course correction that needs to be made, made, make the course correction, you know, reach out to the person. If you hurt someone's feelings, or even if it's an unintentional reach out and, and that's all you can do is my point and let the rest go. You're not going to be able to please everyone when you're on social media. You're just not, there's no way. No. And the thing is, is like, Hey, if you want to be a leader, stop following, right? So mm -hmm. many people um, have come to me over the years and said, I wish I had your leadership. My upline isn't giving me great leadership. And I always say, become the leader you wish you had. Oh, right. Yeah. Step up and become the leader you wish you had, because there were times that in my previous business, I was told to block people like they left, block them. Right. OK, why? I would always say, why would I block them right. if they're doing something detrimental to myself, to my business, to the company? Then, of course. But if they're not, then why would I block them just because somebody <laughs> told me to? That's herd mentality. That is following. That yeah. is not actually being a leader. And so ask questions. I like highly encourage people to, to be a critical thinker, like start asking really good questions. You'll learn so much more when you learn how to ask good questions. I love that. Gosh, so much gold. You're just, you're just such a solid person as far as like the business and the mindset, like the marketing mindset. Like I feel like you have it all. So let's talk about why you believe social marketing is the wave of the future. I, I promise them we would talk about now. And this is something I learned from you, actually. I think I was doing it intuitively because I shifted online, you know, two years ago or two and a half years ago because I needed to, to be home with my family. But that wasn't normal. Like a lot of companies are still doing like belly to belly and events and all this stuff. So I've gotten a lot of resistance from students in my programs and stuff that their uplines are telling them they can't do online. But that's, I know. Yeah. So, but that's something you've told me, like from the get go, we were talking about not even doing things on social media, but you were teaching me, and this was in the fall, about social marketing and how the game is shifting and how what we've been doing before 
traditional MLMs, network marketing isn't working anymore. Well, today with us being in, in, at home in lockdown is proof of that. But talk to me a little bit about why, how did you come across that? Like, where did the shift happen for you? And what is social marketing? Sure. So first of all, don't you like doing things that work? Yes. <laughs> like, like, let's talk about that for a second, right? Because right. in business, you want to know what your longevity is and what your stability is. It's the it's this one thing. It's your ability to pivot. It's mm -hmm. your ability to grow and learn and pivot because things are constantly evolving and constantly changing. The online world is changing very, very, very quickly. Now, the thing about, um, you know, doing business belly to belly is yes, you can create personal relationships that way. Yes, you can get in front of people. That is not convenient right now. And let me tell you, life is not going to go back to the way that it was. Mm -hmm. It will be normal, but it's not going to be the way that it used to be. And I'm also somebody that I will always lead from the front. I'll always do what I expect my people to do, always. I've learned over the years to have zero expectations. That's where the key is, right? And so that's actually like a huge key to my sanity is yeah, having zero expectations. Totally. And as a mom. <laughs> what was happening is that I, you know, not only was I the person that was sending 100 to 200 messages a day, cold messages. So I was oh spam word. messaging people. Spam I was because that's what I was taught to do. Right. And I, I made a lot of money that way. I actually mm -hmm. grew a significant business to multiple six figures by being a Spamela Anderson. You cannot do that anymore. It no. does not work. It, it doesn't. doesn't work, mm -hmm. right? Number two, I did the home meeting thing. I hosted home meetings on Wednesdays and Thursdays for three months. Oh my gosh. For three months because I am just as insane when it comes to like trying things out and like trying to set an example. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. People don't want to be at a certain place at a certain time. Using online meetings like sneak peeks and, and events and challenges those people love because they fit into their daily schedule. People are busy right now. They do not have time to come to an hour home meeting with you. Like they're not obligation too. I feel like, well, for me personally, like I'll go to a friend's thing because it's my friend and I feel like I have to, but it'd be so nice if it was just online. I'm like, sure. I'll pop into your event. <laughs> but then isn't it also ironic that we're pitching, you get to spend more time with your family, but I would have to take that time away from my family to be there yeah. and to do everything, you know, right. Totally. Whereas like, we use tools online like video so that I don't have to spend all day in my inbox. I don't have to spend all day training people. I don't have to do my husband. Like when I started here, he's like, you don't have nightly zooms every night. Like you're not, you're actually present. I have my wife back. Oh yeah. So that's, um, that's too. Right. So there's so many bonuses of that, but the way that things are shifting on, like even right now, the fact that our website from like years ago is shifting retail everything is shifting online. Mm -hmm. And so you can be the blockbuster and dig your heels in and be the best of the best of, of that old school method. Or you can show up as Netflix and Hulu and, and all the other Disney plus you can show up as those and realize that there is now a new market share that mm -hmm. is all online. So instead of meeting person, people one-on-one -on -one or two-on-two -two or whatever it is, you can utilize your time and leverage your time so much better because you are able to connect with people around the world in one space. Like, wouldn't you rather do an online meeting and have a hundred people on that meeting than do an in-house meeting where you're bringing people in? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense anymore. So Times are changing, things are changing, and you have to be open to the possibility that shifting online. I mean, I know people are aging, and there are people that are in have been in this industry for 20 years and they're like, Oh, this online thing. And I'm like, Yeah, 
but still you got to keep moving forward. You got to keep, you got to learn a few new skills. If you want to compete people that are branding right now, right? Mm -hmm. That's a new step in in how you're going to build your business. And that goes part and parcel with your network marketing business or your social, you know, your social marketing. And I think that we need to focus more on the customer, that customer service is huge right now. And that women are 90% of the buying power in their homes. And if you aren't showing up for them every single day, they're going to buy from somebody else. Oh, absolutely. And I, someone was saying, and I wanted to pull this up to tell you guys, this just was two nights ago. Someone was saying that, um, home-based businesses is being searched four times more right now businesses because people don't want to be outside their homes. And I just did a a TikTok video on, um, I'm running a business. I'm home hundred percent online. And I have almost 16,000 views. I have 370 likes, 60 comments of people saying, I want to know more. You guys, I don't even, I can't even. I saw that video and it's very like, it's, it doesn't. I'm like pointing to freaking text. Like, (laughs) But it works. It works. I love TikTok for that reason. I love it so much. Um, you know what I learned on TikTok is um, in not in the caption, but in the video, put text info with your phone number or a text I number. I forgot. I'm like, oh. oh, I could have had all those people on my texting subscriber list. So I'll do that next time. Next time. And I was like, dang it. I should have put text because I have a, a thing. You guys, to get a keyword, it's $25. $25. What would you pay to get all those leads? on a, it's not an email list, it's a texting list where you can text them whenever you want. You could text them on a curiosity video or whatever. But that's what I love about you, Christina. Like you were the first person on TikTok and I, you know, as someone who's mentoring under you, I was like, oh, okay, if Christina's doing it, I'm gonna do it. I wanna learn from her. And then I went on there, you guys, I have so many leads from TikTok and I don't, I only go on, I'm not consistent. I go on, well, I shouldn't say consistent. My strategy is just a couple times a week. It's part of my plan. Anyways, I have, hundreds upon hundreds. We have one of our fastest growing girls on our team right now. She literally every day, she's like, Kimberly, I have 10 three-way chats from TikTok. When can you get in there? And I'm like, thank God I have a copy and paste script going because the power of messenger, you know what I mean? I love it's that. Amazing. TikTok online. What are the strategies for today to move the needle and pivot? And Christina, I mean, we go on and on. So can you share? Cause I love when you talk about this, do you call it the Genghis economy? What's it called? The gig economy? Gig, 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 where like gig, Uber and like stuff. G-I-G. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about that? Because I love how you share. Like, it we're only a small percentage here in network marketing of, of people creating income like that. Yeah. So this was actually something that they talked about at our conference, which like really fascinated me. Um, and the reason that I is it is that going a bit? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't hear anything. Perfect. Okay. So the reason that this is so fascinating to me is that I got into this industry, like many people to make a a few extra hundred dollars a month. Right. And then my belief increased and I started understanding that I could make more money. Mm -hmm. Well, there are 700,000 Uber drivers right now in the States that are freelancers. They want to freelance 90% of Americans want to freelance right now. Okay. So what do we have that they could be freelancing on? The cool thing about our company is if you have followed Ozma at all, she was just in Forbes talking about what we're doing for COVID-19 to pay it forward, to like serve our customers better, to discount them, to, to be in the trenches. Like our company is literally in the trenches with us. I don't know. Um, you know, I know you guys are from all different companies, but like when we would have sales in a previous company, our volume would go down, right? So like what products were worth, the volume would go down. It wouldn't be the same volume, right? Like if it was a BOGO or something. That's ridiculous. 
right? But so we would have to sell more in these sales to make the same amount of money, which doesn't make any sense. I know. So I would like never promote the sales because I'm like, ah, that's like forget that. None of my customers need to know. So and like and like that's so counterintuitive to what they're trying to. Anyways, long story short. When I came here and Asma talked about how we were going to cut prices for customers and that we were going to um, still pay us the same and that they were going to give back and that we were going to switch our manufacturing to help as much as possible. So this is the kind of person that she is. She is a visionary. She is somebody that thinks forward. So what I love the most is her talking about the gig economy and how, you know, there are um, there are. 3 million people that are in direct sales right now in North America, 3 million. Okay. But there are 300 million that are in the gig economy. The gig economy is freelancers. The gig economy is Uber, Airbnb, everything that you need that you can do online. That's what the gig economy is. And it is growing exponentially fast. So our company has, has, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I realized that now I shouldn't really talk about this because we're in gold diggers and I'm just like, That's this okay. is like yeah, so just transparent. She's, she's referring to the company she's with. I'm in the same company. Right. This is definitely like fireside chat. We are offering value, right. but we do like to share that we are aligned with a company that this whole transition, it's actually, we're growing in sales. Like our, my, I'm up month today. Last year was my best yeah. I had. My team is doubled in size. So we're sharing this to give you that there's hope. So if you're in a situation where your company's not like that, this is not to recruit you to come work with no. us. It's to challenge you, like she said, of, can you be innovative? Can you be a thought thinker? You know, you need to start thinking, this is your business, you guys. You're not a rep. This is your livelihood. So if they're not pivoting, I mean, there's companies who were doing everything belly to belly and have been able to switch. I don't know too many, but have been able to switch quickly because it's possible. But if they're not and they're sitting there going, I don't know what we're going to do. Can't wait till the lockdown's removed. That's not where you need to be. That is not no, where you need to be. I just no, say that because I love you. Well, that's just it. And like when your company is holding you back, like I knew that it was time for me to leave when my customer service was stopping my sales. Like when I would send customers to customer service, I'd be like, how did it go? And they're like, yeah, I didn't order anything. You're like, that's not good. That's not a good sign. So, so you know, any long story short, the reason that I'm so excited about this gig economy is because social retail is shifting and it's shifting right. quickly. So not only are you part of a direct sales, but now you're being part of the gig economy. So whatever company you're in, you know, start thinking, instead of thinking direct sales, start thinking e-commerce, mm -hmm. like start thinking about online business as opposed mm -hmm. to like being a, a distributor or a social marketer in a company, start thinking about, hey, how can I show up in this space right now and be of service and of value to other people and bring them in? And that's why I talked a little bit about how branding actually helps you right. build your business, yeah. right? Yeah, and leading with the value and things like that too. The other thing I learned from you and I'm sharing, I'm paying it forward to them because it really did change my mind because I'd never thought about this before. But when I started reflecting back on my team sales, and this was a thing too, because I, our team did, um, I don't know, not quite a million last year, but a good amount for the year. And I was like, man, I made, you know, over six figures at a couple girls where we had tons in that company. We had auto bonus centers, tons of auto bonus centers, but I was like, there were so many people who weren't, um, making a great amount of money that should have been. And I was like, why is this model broken? So can you talk a little bit about the consumption model and why so many companies are set up this way and why it works for the company, but it actually doesn't allow the average person to make decent money in network marketing? 
Yeah. So this is what you want to look for in your compensation plan. And this is how you want to build your business is you want to focus on customers. They are your bread and butter money. They are your residual income. They're everything to you. And the problem with the old model is that it's distributor centered. So what that means is the self-consumption model is that your distributors that work for the company, they're the ones that are consuming the products. They don't have, uh, they're consuming the products consistently. So maybe they get a customer here or there that orders for a couple of months, but they're the ones that are ordering for 12 months or for oh, 24 yeah. months. or they're the ones that are ordering every month, right? To commission qualify themselves, but the customers are not continuing to order. So if you don't have a product that customers continue to order or a marketing system that, that markets to your customers, that gets them to cons- consistently order or up their orders, because we notice like there's been like a hundred dollar increase on our orders. When we bring customers in, they end up ordering a hundred dollars more products awesome. because of, because of all of the household stuff that we have right now. Right. So you think about how are you going to upsell people? How are you going to give them the best service? Um, but the most important thing is understanding that in that old model, business is a road from the bottom up because your people at the bottom that are not making that money, not really bringing in customers, those people can't afford to keep ordering. So they fall off the bottom. And then the people up here who brought those people in, they, they all of a sudden aren't getting the same paycheck because these people aren't having customers or, and they've fallen off the bottom. So now these people's paychecks are dwindling. So that's why people don't re-rank sometimes. And sometimes that's right. natural, but that could be a key because the, the bottom structure is falling off. Is that what you're saying? That's right. That's exactly it. And so that's why we say that you constantly have to be building, 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 and replacing those people. That kind of sounds exhausting, doesn't it? Like there is a better model in this whole situation. The other thing that companies do, which I, I knew something was fishy, but I didn't understand why, is that they go into new countries. They launch new countries and they have these big launches. They're like, yeah, we're going into this country and this we country. Do that with a company I was with. <laughs> right? But they're doing it to infuse the market with money and products just for one cash haul. And a lot of the times they don't have the infrastructure on the ground to make it last. Mm-hmm. So these, these countries will open, have a big boom, an influx of cash and, and, and whatever for, for whoever gets in there first, but then the market falls apart because they don't have the infrastructure to keep shipping going and all that kind of stuff. Uh, They don't have enough people on the ground and they're not making enough money there to justify that. So there's a lot of things that companies do to keep money coming into the business. Well, when you are focused on customers, like having an 85% customer base and a program that you have referrals is brilliant because you've always got people that are coming in right Mm -hmm. and those customers they fall in love with your products they end up having them like we have the products in our laundry room in our kitchen in our bathrooms like they end up filling their home with the products that they they're already using and it's a replacement spend it's not a new spend so having an opportunity like that is totally different when you're focusing on giving superior customer service as opposed to trying to drag people uphill because you need to make money off of them for you to get a paycheck right you need them to make money you need them to enroll people you need all that kind of stuff not every compensation plan is set up that way and that's why i think that social marketing and like social retail is is the next thing that's disrupting the industry because it cannot continue like that Mm -hmm. especially with social media and how things are yeah. And it's so funny because I had this girl reach out to me. She's in a different company. She's in a, in kind of, kind of middle. So she's doing well and she's looking to grow, but she's like, okay, so it's the beginning of the month. Like, what do you do? Do you like checking with all your people? Like, what's your process? And I'm like, no, I, we all just say, Hey, let us know your goals just to cheer each other on it, you know, in a group chat or whatever. And I said, and then when they need me, they, they message me. We don't get on the phone. Um, I'm not checking in on people's numbers. I'll take a look at my back office to see if someone doesn't realize something I said, but um, I used to be the one that was like, okay, 
so-and-so you need to get one order. Otherwise yep. I'm not going to re-rank up because my upline, it would always be bless her heart, but it would be towards the end of the month. I wouldn't hear from her all month. And I like clockwork. I never forget. I was in the car one time with Scott. It was like five days to the end of the month. And I go, look, I give 110%. You know that. So the numbers you see is what I've got. I'm so sorry, but I can't be that person for you to keep, you know, pushing you up to your rank. And so I think when you have a situation like where it's based on that bottom and kind of pulling them up because it, it's not founded on customer sales. I think that's some of the clues you're seeing. You know what I mean? You'll see some yeah. of the clues. And also I think that if customers are a big part of the sales of your company, it's, I'm surprised Elise hasn't crashed in here. You guys, last night I was, um, oh, I was recording a YouTube video and I swear in my life, I'm like, so I was talking about um, Pinterest or something. And I'm like, yeah. So let's look at this board here, Insta Inspire on Instagram. And Elise burst through the doors. So I have it on video, burst through the doors so fast that and almost tripped over my lighting that I was like, <gasps> like I thought the world was ending, but it was just Elise busting through the door. So I'm totally used to that. But what I was saying is um, for if customer sales are a large part of your company's sales, you're going to know it because they're going to yeah. shout that from the rooftops because it's so rare. And also if you, um, if the customer sales are a big piece of it, that's going to help you recruit more because when you can say, Hey, you can make great money, 500 bucks, a couple thousand. we have people, you know, say, you know, uh, replacing a salary by referring customers only when you can tell people that, do you know how many more people are going to want to know more about what you're doing? Because the average network marketer recruits two people in their career two people. So if it's based off of them building a business on the, the recruiting side, that's why people fail. And that's why people don't, don't make money. And then they feel like they're disappointing you. And it's this whole thing. So if you can set them up for success and you obviously plug them into a system, hopefully you have a launch plan and all of that and systems that are duplicatable. If you know that you're going to be a stronger recruiter because you're going to be confident. You're going to have posture. You're going to be like, come be with us because we're awesome. And it's going to change how you're recruiting. So it's not just about Christina's like freaking just forward thinking, cutting edge. Like I've learned so much from you, but it really is about you helping more people. It's you yes. helping more people put real money in their paychecks and 80% of people, they just want to make 500 bucks a month, thousand bucks a month. And if you have yeah. a model for that, that you can plug them into, you can feel better with your recruiting efforts and being able to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, that's what it comes down to is that like, I was at a place that I was doing more than I did in the beginning and I promoted with no education in the beginning and I couldn't help people, right? Like I was just like, there's something going on here. If I'm giving them everything that I have and I'm trying to help them and, and people aren't moving or they're not making money, then there's something going on here in a broken system. And I've got to make a move to be smart because I don't think tomorrow, I don't think next year, I think 30 years down the line, I want to build something that is a legacy for my family. No, and I'm not, you know, like, I'm not willing to sit here another three years and like, hope that things change and work out. Like, I'm going to be proactive. And yes, it's scary as heck. Like, it is absolutely but we have an opportunity right here, you guys right now in the middle of this crazy pandemic, this crazy life, we have an opportunity to help so many people that are freaking out because they are where you were when you started this business. If you started it out of desperation, like I did and like Kimberly did, right? Like I was literally, I was out of options. I didn't have another option. So I was willing to go all in. There are so many people out there like this that are, you know, excellent in the hospitality industry. They're flight attendants. They're, they're, 
whatever, like they're people that are, are not essential services, but they're rock stars at their job and they're sitting at home being like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. So if you are not out there talking to people every single day, offering your opportunity and saying, Hey, like, I know that this sucks, but if there's any way that I can help you, uh, please let me know. Like you were doing a total disservice to not only yourself, but making an impact. Like if that's what you're here to do to actually help people and make an impact. And again, don't sign. And the other thing is don't sign people on and say, you're going to help them build a business and then not help them build a business. Right. You know, be present, give them the tools that they need. Obviously they need their own motivation and, and self-discipline and all that kind of stuff. But like, be there for them and take the time to be there for them. You know, Kimberly's so great at that. Kimberly, you drive with value. You are constantly bringing value and education and wisdom to your tribe. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you. And, and, and I watch a lot of your stuff too. I'm just like, wow, this is so amazing. And so you're such a bright light in this sea of like nothingness right now, because nobody knows how to feel. So like you are like this bright light. So, Hey, everyone that's watching, why don't you be a bright light? Why don't you decide today that you're going to step up and be a positive bright light for people online? They're looking for you. They need you. I needed that person that helped me start this business. And I'm so grateful every single day because my life would not look like this if, if I didn't say yes. So think about it that way that you could be taking that, robbing somebody of that experience. Oh, I love that so much. And you're just, I just love that you just figure it out. You know, you just go after it and you have a goal and a dream and you lead with your heart. But you also, I think what's really cool about you is you really are rare that you've got this really red, fiery, like go do it attitude. And then you've got the empath in you. So I think it's just such a nice blend of both sides and you can, you know, really serve and attract people, but also you do lead from the front. I've seen it firsthand. And I think that's, it's so great to work with someone who's like, actively out there having conversations recruiting like you're growing so fast and it's really fun to be you know a part of what you're doing and, and mentor under you because it inspires me because i know i need to be the leader like when i see reports and leaderboard and all that i know i need to be at the top for my team and not to compete with my own team because but i want to be that example for them and i think sometimes when you are making you know enough money and you don't really need to grow then you kind of just look at your team you're like okay what can you do and then your team doesn't do anything and then people get really frustrated with their team but it's actually you just need to look in the mirror and say what can i do with my personal book of business and what can i do to actively work on it and grow and have conversations and last thing i want to say you could be a potential blessing to someone right now like i have been saved my anxiety and depression not making medical claims with products but through this journey of self-development, I, you know, two and a half, two and a half years of no alcohol, that's changed my life. That's changed my family. That's changed me showing up for you guys. That's because my friend reached out to me eight times. Like if she wouldn't have reached out that, to that eighth time, we wouldn't be here right now. And I would probably be still struggling with the alcohol abuse in more debt, hating my life. So you don't know who needs to hear you right now. So don't be afraid. It's not tacky. Christina just said a great example. Hey, I hope you're doing well. just wanted to check in and let you know, um, you know, we're having a lot of success right now because, you know, this online stuff I've been talking about, it's, you know, obviously more relevant today than ever. I'd love to talk to you about what I'm doing. uh, If you've got some extra time right now, so easy just to lead with that right now, you guys, and you've got someone who needs to hear that when you say Christina. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is um, you can always ask for a referral. If you have a friend, right, that you know is like a lot of my friends uh, are in the beauty industry I was, because I was a hairstylist. So all of those people are at home, like probably drinking their faces off right now, um, you know, like and, and, and that is fun. 
for 10 days. Yeah. And then all of a sudden those people are going to go squirrely mm -hmm. and they're not going to know what to do with their life. And so reaching out to them and saying, Hey, I know that you might not be into this, but there are a lot of people that you work with that could be looking for an extra income. Would you connect them with me? If, if you know somebody that's really struggling and struggling to pay bills, like the fact that we can give them something that they can make money right away and not have to worry about rent or electricity or their car payment or whatever. Like those are real fears right now from people. Those are very real fears. And so if you can be the person that gives them an option, because they can't just go out and get another job. Like that's not an, uh, that's not an option. Not an option right now. No, but it's an option to start an online business and retool yourself and learn a few new skills. And I always, I'm saying to people, Hey, so what, if you start this for two months and you work on it for two months that you're at home for the next two months and you make 500 bucks a month, then you have an extra $500 a month you're making when you go back to work. Right. And that's pretty rad. Yeah. That's awesome. And there's, um, there's a girl that just started, uh, three days ago. And um, she had her first rank advancement today. So what? I thought beating the box. And why is that important? Because she doesn't know her company. She doesn't know the product. She doesn't even know how to share her website. But she was plugged into a system that works and duplicates. And I have not been on the phone with her. I haven't been training my pants off with her. I haven't. She just plugged in, used it, and was able to get her first rank advancement. She's going to have money in her pocket before her products come, you guys. So there's no excuses. This is the time to pivot. This is the time to totally rock it. This is the time to realize that you have a solution. And this online marketing, social marketing, just building a network marketing business online is amazing. It's the answer. It's a solution. And what better time? Because people are looking right now for an, for alternative options, and you can be that solution. So, Christina, thank you so much for being on. I'm sure your Izzy's pounding at the door like my girls are outside. They're playing though, so we're okay. Oh, Addison was like peering in the window, like waving, like hey. I saw. I saw, I'm like I bet it's your kids. I totally yeah. know. And Izzy's like, there's an aunt, and I was like, oh, that's what you're Oh, yeah. Very important. We need to address this happening. It's got to interrupt. Um, but that's what's fun about being home is you can work this in around your life. So yeah. I want you guys to follow Christina Whiteley. Or what is what's your um, TikTok and what's your Instagram? Because they need uh, to follow you on the Christina Whiteley. The Christina Whiteley and Both it's L E Y. Oh, they are. Okay, good. Yeah. The Christina Whiteley. Her name's on the screen. Make sure you put L E Y and then Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to get into TikTok and you're not sure how to share your products and your business and just utilize stuff without having to like learn a 12 step dance, um, go onto Christina's page because she's obviously crushing it everywhere, but I think it'd be good for you guys to follow her to model after her. So Christina, thank you so much for being on. I so appreciate you and for everyone tuning in. It's You're such fun. a blessing. You're such a blessing, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. So I hope this was helpful. Don't forget to leave a review. It honestly does help so much. Also take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast, throw it in your stories on Instagram, tag me at the gold digger girl, and I will give you a special gold digger shout out. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Until next time, get lit in your business and set your soul on fire. This episode was brought to you by The Gold Digger Girl, the program that teaches you how to build the six-figure foundation for your business. If you want support from an experienced coach that's become a self-made millionaire, recently recognized as the number two recruiter globally in her network marketing company, she's helped countless others scale their online business and create simple systems that duplicate, all you have to do is email support over at The Gold Digger Girl. You'll see the option in the menu tab so we can find out best how to support you on your entrepreneurial journey.